very welcome to the Irish Design Podcast, where we speak with Ireland's top interior designers, stylists and enthusiasts. Each week, they're going to share with you their story, give you some top tips and the best advice to help you make your house a really unique home. I'm your host, Thomas Keary, and I'm from Antiques Ireland. I'm really excited to bring you this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Irish Design Podcast, where this week we are joined by the wonderful Sinead Cassidy, uh, who's based in Cork. Sinead is an interior designer and a colour consultant who left the corporate world to follow her passion for interiors. Um, She's written and spoken extensively across Ireland, sharing some of her top tips um, with the public. And she's worked on um, some really interesting uh, private and corporate projects. Um, So I think you're going to really get some value from this episode. So you're very welcome to the show, Sinead. Thanks very much, Thomas, and uh, thank you for asking me on board. And I, I love what you're doing here with this new podcast. I think it's just um, very interesting to, to get different perspectives. I've listened to some of the other guests that you've had, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to get another perspective. So I hope I can uh, provide you with uh, some material at least. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. And thanks for your kind words. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I think, I suppose... Uh, quickly to say I think the basis of this podcast is getting people exactly like you on to share different I suppose tips tricks or just even share your story uh, because there's a lot of people like you and a lot of people I suppose who would be working with people like you and I think it's uh, it just adds value um, and I suppose one thing I wanted to kick things off with I suppose is uh, I've given you an introduction but I don't think I could do you full justice so I suppose if you could tell us a bit more about yourself Okay, that's uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm an interior designer and I'm based in Cork. I've been living in Cork for the last 16 years. Um, I moved down from Dublin, so I'm I'm an interior designer, but I suppose I, I kind of took the long way around, really. Um, when I left school, I went to college for two years in Limerick, and I took a year out at that point because I just wasn't mad about the course. And on that year out, um, I was offered a placement at the bank, so I thought I'd give it a go. And I ended up being in finance for 16 years. Um, but I suppose some, somewhere along the way, I, I felt there was something missing. And um, I suppose it goes back to my childhood. I always had, had an interest in design and um, buildings. So I, even though my job has given me a great career and a good lifestyle, I I felt, as I said, there was something missing. So I decided to do my um my interior design in Dublin while I was there. Um, I did my qualification by night and really enjoyed it. Now, it was all consuming, it was full on, but um, I really, really loved it. Um, I didn't jump into it straight away because but I wasn't ready to jump ship immediately from a good job. Um, but as it happened then, I guess fate took a hand in that uh, my husband's work was moved to Cork. So we moved, as I said, 16 years ago. And um, I, I left my job because it was also with a young family. So I took time out as well to, to, to be with my kids. Um, 
so then I started dipping my toes into the world of interiors, I suppose, first of all, doing work on our own house here. Um, we did two different extensions along the way. Um, I also then started doing work for friends um, and through that kind of built up, um, I suppose, a base of clients, um, a lot of them through referrals, really. And um, that was kind of the start of it. I was, and I, I would say I'm probably really full time at the interior design about the last six or seven years. Um, so as I said, that's kind of a short version. Okay, but yeah. it's also the long way around how I got yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, which would be a lot which would be a bit different to a lot of people. So you kinda uh, yeah. you took you took the road kind of less yeah. travelled you could say. And yeah. I suppose you just touched on it there that um you um your interest and passion for interiors came from a young age. Uh, how did that kind of manifest itself or what yeah did that uh, come about? I suppose my, my mother would have stories um, of, of my childhood growing up in Mayo. And uh, I suppose one, one particular instance was um, my parents were both going to a wedding one time. I was about four and apparently my dad came down and said, what do you think of my tie? And I said, well, you look great, dad, but I'm not sure about the tie. And apparently I was right. He swears my mother put me up to it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was kind of about the color. And I, I suppose I just, maybe I had an intuition about color. That's even from an early age. I don't know. Um, but as a child, then I loved playing with Lego. I loved um, doing um, I had kind of a, a link kit, which was, um, it was kind of like a plaster and molds kit. And you could do little uh, miniature houses or whatever be as creative as you wanted so I had um, I had a full model village <laughs> on the floor of one of the rooms in the house um, created on a big board with um, artificial grass all the dinky cars in it no. but <laughs> the whole lot so I, I loved I always loved kind of the building side of it and um, as, as, as I went through school I um, I thought about doing architecture, but um, I suppose I felt I wasn't going to get the points for it. So I, I, I kind of, that's how I ended up going on doing languages in, in Limerick. But um, the, the, the interest was always there. Even I, I have a vivid memory as well of seeing, um, I think it was, um, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright, his falling water house on a calendar, I've been absolutely captivated. It's, it's, um, it's kind of an iconic building. It's cantilevered over a cascading waterfall. Um, okay. And I always thought, oh my gosh, who makes those things? <laughs> That's how I suppose I discovered what an architect did from a young age. So okay. yeah, it was always there, you know. Um, I wouldn't have been very good at art, mind you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a um, naturally good drawer, but I can, yeah. can kind of visualize things and yeah. um, know maybe what looks good or the right colors. Yeah. So I suppose you're mo it, it kind of molded you into the perfect, I suppose that was the perfect mold for you to grow into. Yeah. It, I suppose. yeah. And, and, you know, when, when I was doing my leave insert, um, it was either architect or draftsperson. The interior design niche uh, and those kind of courses weren't around then, so I'm really giving away my vintage. But um, the, um, the the thing is, it, it was actually really good timing then when I got to do the interior design because there was that course available and it probably was more suitable for, for me, you know? Yeah, I got you, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I suppose, in, in terms of, I suppose, you made the journey... Um, you did your course and you, and you moved to Cork. So you are um, an interior designer and a color consultant. Um, I suppose for someone, what is the distinguishing factor? What's the difference between the two? What would you say to someone? Um, well, 
an interior, I suppose color, color first of all, color is, yeah. um, is, is kind of a, an element of, of interior design. Um, and to me, it's one of the most important elements. It's, it's kind of how you can rejuvenate a space with, with just color is just amazing. And the endless possibilities you have with color, whether it's wallpaper, paint, fabric, um, it's, it's just, uh, you know, unlimited really. And it can, it can make such a dramatic, um, uh, change to a to a scheme uh, or even be the the impetus for a scheme you know so color is um it's just one element of it but it's a hugely hugely important mm. one of it and it kind of just um, marries all the other elements together of interior design you know gotcha and I, I suppose in terms of if you were if you were i suppose i'm thinking of some of our listeners who are embarking on a on a project, whether that be at home or if they're working on a bar or a restaurant, what would you say to someone that was thinking about working with an interior de designer? Well, I suppose in terms of if they wanted to bring them on board. Yeah. Um, first of all, you know, I, I think the perception of using interior designer has changed so much that it's not seen as exclusively high end. Mm. Um, and in a way you could kind of draw a parallel to things like, you know, say for instance, nail bars that, that are, that are yeah. on every street at the moment, you know, like uh, 20 or 30 years ago, if somebody had said, oh my gosh, there's going to be nail bar in every street and, you know, that's, it, it's, it's going to really take off or people will see that it's a, a commodity. It's the same with an interior designer. It's seen as more normal now, you know, mm. um, because I guess we're all so busy um, and, and time is such a commodity that when you engage with an interior designer, you know, you are saving time, um, whether it's, you know, sourcing the item, just pulling the scheme together, um, engaging with the different tradespeople, whatever element it is. So, you know, you're certainly to engage an interior designer, time is a huge part of it, of what you're getting, getting value for. Um, then obviously you're um, pulling the scheme together, like you might have a design challenge or you might have an idea in your head and you're just not sure how to bring it to conclusion and you just need a couple of, you know, the, the finishing touches or to get to get to the finishing line, you engage with your designer. Um, yeah. So, so that would be um, another element of it. Um, that the, one of the really key things I think um, that I find with say my clients is that, you know, we would have, uh, I would have a good kind of panel of tradespeople that I use, whether it's electrician, builder, plumber, plasterer, tiler. If you were embarking on a project on your own, um, sometimes that is a very kind of um, anxious decision for you to make. You're not, it's like a stab in the dark. Who do you get? Who, you know, who, who's reliable or um, can you trust the person? And um, whereas if you have an, a designer who's worked with these people, yeah. you know that they're reliable. You know that you can go off to work and leave them to work in your home and that it will be done to a high standard. So I think that's a real peace of mind, you know? Yeah. And also just one, one other thing, you know, you talked about color then and interior design. Um, I think as well that uh, when you engage an interior designer, it doesn't have to be for a theme or a full house you know interior designers can take on a, a small project whether it's just a color consult consultation for, for one room or a whole project it's it really 
doesn't um it doesn't matter it's it's all encompassing yeah no i think that's a, that is some great advice even for dealing with people myself that i suppose that the that the word or the if you would advise on them getting in external help like an interior designer they might think well i'm, I'm only doing my home or i'm doing a a room that i think yeah that i think that you can totally bring someone on board like yourself yeah an interior designer you know the other thing is that say you do decide to engage age with an interior designer um, a lot of my work would be referrals so if you're thinking about engaging an interior designer you know talk to your friends talk to who they or your family who they who they got on board um, with the project and then if you have decided to yes you're going to go down this route just have a few kind of key things in mind yourself you know such as is what is the kind of length of this project? Is it like a five-year, a 10-year, a 15-year plan? Like I would have had clients where they just want something for the next five years because maybe they're going to do an extension or maybe they're going to sell up. Um, they, they just, it's, it's not the long haul, but then other projects would be. You know, have a wish list of what you really would like to achieve in it. Um, then also have some your budget obviously and then some practicalities you know who's living in the house um is is children you know is is there people with with mm. um disabilities or special needs whatever that you just need to encompass you know the whole thing and also um i think you have to have a little bit of patience as well um because it's not a fast turnaround business like yes. i i have worked with people who think that at the click of fingers we're going to have a dining table in two weeks time or we're going to have the bathroom tiled in two weeks time it's it's not it's not often like that mm. um, um i mean i came from the world of finance where it's pretty fast you know decisions are made fast actions are action quickly um but in this business it's not so people have to just realize that sometimes there is a synchronization with tradespeople, you know, um, that, and there is a time lead for, uh, or, or lead in time for ordering of supplies and furniture. So just be patient and do it right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that you know best in terms of, in terms of kind of deadlines and dates and that that people may have in the back of their head that these things can change and it's a, uh, it's yeah, to be, exactly. be real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and in, in, in terms of um, the types of projects that you are or have worked on, what do they look like? Are they a wide range of projects? Big, small, yeah, and different? They're, 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 because I work for myself, um, I, I, I don't take on something that I, I know is just t too big for me to, to manage. So yeah. in general, most of my projects would be full houses or parts of houses or else the odd commercial project, um, which is great to get as well. It's, it can be very interesting. So it's, it's generally elements of houses, whether, as I said, it's one room, it's a couple of rooms, it's the whole house, it's a color consultation, it's um, lighting consultation, whatever, you know, it's, 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 it's all different. And sure. I suppose the one thing is I don't apply kind of one solution for all. I don't have a look or, or that. I kind of engage with the client to um, establish, you know, their style and um, try and, and pull it together with them. So yeah. I, and that's what makes the job very interesting in that there's no one size fits all. And I don't have this one look that I just apply, apply, apply. Yeah. Um, 
for me, the whole thing about this job is it's great to be creative. It's great to try new things um, and to to try new looks, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. And I suppose, is there um, a favorite pr- project or uh, a favorite type of project that you've liked work, working on or worked on? Yeah, I, I would say every project that I've worked on, there's been elements of it I've absolutely loved and I've maybe tried it for the first time or really been happy with how things have worked as regards a specific project it's it's kind of hard um it's it's like asking who's your favorite child (laughs) (laughs) so um I've been really really lucky to work with some wonderful people and maybe that's what makes the project the enjoyable thing that it is um I suppose there would have been maybe two years ago I had a house that was down near Kinsale and it was an upside down house it was built in the 70s and um, my clients had just bought it and they had this kind of five-year plan six-year plan uh, for for the future as well as in they were going to move into it now but they did plan on doing maybe an extension in five or six years time but it really needed to be made into a home um, in the in the meantime because they had um, small children as well and it uh, it was so cold and it was just really very dated and um, but the finishes that we put into it um, it just really came together for instance like so you go down the stairs which is where all the bedrooms are and we just made it into such a soft tactile place that as soon as you stepped on the stairs, you know, you, you were kind of going into snooze land, if you like. <laughs> um, it was just a lovely, comforting um, feel we, we managed to. We, we used lovely um, kind of tactile finishes, fabrics. Um, then upstairs, we kind of kept it very light and airy using lovely wallpapers um, deep, dark colours, but also some of the furniture that we used um, would have been with the intention of using it in the next stage, the development as well, you know, that it's not disposable. It was going to be there for the long haul, such as the sofas and um, some of the other furniture. And actually they were clients who really liked their auctions as well. (laughs) And they had picked some lovely pieces, um, which was a real gelling of the old meets new, which I love as well. Okay. and that would definitely have been, it just all came together and it was, it was lovely. And they were very, um, how would you say, open to trying new looks and new, new um, finishes and, uh, and colours as well. Yeah. Okay. And I suppose on that point then, and it was a question, I suppose you do seem to like in terms of some of your projects that you marry uh, some old with some new. And I suppose I deal with lots of people that are trying to do that and sometimes are fearful of trying to do that. What would you say to people or kind of, what would you say to people, I suppose, that were thinking about doing that? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm all for it. (laughs) Um, I I just love, love the, that, um, kind of juxtaposition of the old it's new I think you can create such a unique look for a scheme and it's I think it's wonderful as well to 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 use some of these older um, pieces of, of furniture whether it's a family heirloom or whether it's something that you have actually sourced at an auction and to reinvent it and to repurpose it in a scheme and you know a lot of those those furniture items would have been handcrafted and you know that really has to be respected I think and I I try to do that if I can if I if I if I spy something or see something that 
I think will work. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to advocate using it. And I think they can work incredibly well in a modern setting with the right colors, the right accessories, that it's not like it looks like a duck out of water. Sure. Absolutely no way. Um, I think that it's, I, I'm not a fan of this real homogenized look that you see everywhere in the stores, um, you know, in the, in the modern kind of furniture stores, where sometimes then people just literally transport that into their sitting room or into their room. And it's just devoid of personality. Um, whereas when you pick up something like that as an auction, there's a story behind it, or there's a story behind the family heirloom. And I just think that's wonderful. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I would be biased, of course, but I would yeah. have to agree with you <laughs> on <Yeah>. that point. <laughs> um, I know. Well, you have some lovely pieces in, in, yeah. your, in your store there that would look fantastic in a, in a setting. And, you know, maybe people need to kind of realize that more, that there, there, there are other options besides the, the big stores out there to, to create your look. And, um, you know, certainly Instagram, the way you're using it all just to show what's out there is, and not to be fearful of it, not to be fearful of an auction or, yeah. or um, you know, an antique store. Yeah. Totally, totally. Hi, just a quick note to say I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, it, we would be very grateful if you could rate and review us on uh, the Apple Store and across all the platforms uh, that you're listening to it. And also if you could share with anyone that you think would get some value from it. Um, I really want to grow this podcast and help as many people as possible. Um, just a bit about myself. If you want to find out more information about me, I'm Thomas Keary. Um, I'm involved in Antiques Ireland, which is a physical and online antique store, and it's a physical and online auction rooms based in Waterford, Ireland. We hold auctions on a regular basis and we sell online um, too. So if you want to find out more information about us, we are antiquesireland.ie. Now, on to the second part. Very welcome back. Um, I suppose, Sinead, um, you've brought up some great points, which I've loved. Um, I was um, going through um, your Instagram. I was going through uh, some of your content uh, over the weekend. And I was looking that you rescued some chairs from, I think, were they going to go to a skip? Um, yes. And yeah. you upholstered them. Um, I suppose, I suppose... I love um, upholstery and I do a lot of people that are uh, embarking on upholstery. Uh, could you tell us about, I suppose, yeah, yeah. your path or I suppose, do you like it? And, and I suppose, what would you say to people that are about to upholster furniture? Do you have any tips, tricks? Yeah. Or anything? Well, I suppose, first of all, um, I'm no means an expert on chairs or uh, upholstery either. Um, so... I have a very good upholster. So what, hap what has happened before is that I have um, come across, you know, houses that I've gone into where the client has, has the sta chair stacked to one side or the stools stacked to one side that they've decided they're not worth it, they're not going to keep it. And mm -hmm. sometimes clients can't see beyond can't see the potential maybe or can't see beyond just what's actually what's physically yeah. there. So whereas I might see something different and see gosh, you know, there's a lovely curve to that or, or even if it is just a standard chair, if, it is, if, it's, if it's made well, I can see that it would just be fantastic in a, another fabric or if the legs were stained or, or whatever. So um, I, as I said, I'm not an expert on upholstery, even though I, I, I use it, I kind of incorporate a lot of my work. I've, I, I would look at an item and decide, right, 
is it worth upholstering? I bring it to my upholsterer. He'll say yes or no. Mm. And then we'd come up with, I'll, I'll come up with the concept of design and um, we work together on it. So I'm, I'm very lucky. I have, I have somebody that I can um, use like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. yeah, I think that's solid because I would have to echo those sentiments. I think having a good upholsterer is I think key to uh, getting the best out of uh, chairs or pieces that you have. Um, I know a lot of people, I've yeah. seen some people do some homemade jobs, which uh, do work. But I think if you're if you're looking for uh, or to work on a s- s- uh, standout piece, I think, yeah, having a good upholster on yeah. board in your contact book exactly. um, is key. Exactly. Like we, we um, are sorry, I, I just did an update on a tennis club here in Cork recently, and there were 24 kind of leather chairs there that they were considering we'll just replace them we'll get new chairs and when I brought I said look can I just bring this to the upholstery we'll just see what kind of what kind of state they're in and you know they were actually quite well made um so we decided then we'd upholster them and because we we did that we were able to create a really unique combination of fabrics that you would absolutely never get in a store um and and also that the fabric that we used would have been very robust fabric because it was um you know a contract setting if you like um and, and that's the other thing to to bear in mind as well when you do decide you're going to upholster something is to get the right type of fabric and yes. to make sure it's robust and obviously if it's contract just to get it fire rated as well so yeah but um yeah I, I've, I've recovered upholstered a lot of chairs along the way and yeah it's just it's fantastic when you you can get there's some beautiful fabrics i suppose around that you can um get such a personal look and and tie it in with the rest of the scheme that you'd never be able to do if you just went out and bought tried to yeah. buy it on on spec yeah i totally yeah. agree i think you and can I, do I suppose, a lot yeah yeah i mean some some chairs definitely aren't worth upholstering but that's been very rare with me every most things that we've decided to upholster has been possible so it's been great yeah yeah Yeah, and the clients are delighted then because they they genuinely couldn't have seen that it could turn out so well and they're um they're thrilled you know yeah no it's true i think it really um it's very hard to picture a chair being done um but yeah i think kind of once it is done you can notice it I suppose it's all about sustainability as well and re- reusing reusing furniture too. So that's another yeah. bonus. Yeah, 100%. Again, I might be slightly biased, but yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the right way to go, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I totally agree. And um, I, on that point, I, I know for our listeners, I must share the link, but there's uh, I, I only stumbled across it in, uh, it was just after Christmas, I was coming back from nace and there's a, a fabric store in newbridge i think that's right yeah, yeah. i forget the name of it fabric outlet fabric outlet that's the one yeah. yeah yeah i've heard a lot about it but it was it was my first time in there and i was very very impressed it's yeah. quite affordable and uh very if you're affordable. doing yeah if you're doing um, a quick project you're looking for something that uh that yeah if you just want to cover an odd chair too it's a it's a great exactly great place to visit yeah. i would yeah. totally recommend um yeah and I suppose on that point, uh, Sinead, um, in terms of, I suppose, um, who would you, I suppose, where do you get your 
in, where do you get your inspiration from? Do you, do you focus on kind of, do you work um, on mood boards and get some inspiration online uh, when you're approaching projects or kind of what do you, how do you? Um, I would say that my, my iPad is my, my third arm really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, for, for me, for inspiration, a lot of it um, can happen just when I'm, I'm sourcing items for maybe another client. So I could be outsourcing, I don't know, let's say table lamps for a client, but along the way I might see something else that might jump out at me, really catch my eye, that I may not actually even have a client in mind for it, but it's something that I've spied that I think I'm going to bank that because that might be useful down the line. So that's where my iPad comes in. I take a picture of it. I bank it. And I have like about 16,000 photos, I think, on my iPad. But I do try to categorize them and, you know, into albums um, for, for different elements. So as often when I'm outsourcing, I'll see stuff. That's one element of it. Also, even just when you're out and about, whether it's in, I don't know, a restaurant, not that we've been eating out in a long time or anything like that, but or, or even, you know, just out and about and you see some element, like maybe it might be, um, for example, a paneling in a, in a restaurant or something yeah. like that, or um, some, maybe the way something is displayed in another shop and you think, gosh, that, yeah, I like that. And again, I'll take a picture of it. So that would be part of my yeah. kind of inspiration um, kind of uh, compendium. Um, Pinterest as well, if I'm kind of, say, for example, if I'm do, designing an awkward window seat, um, I might just search Pinterest to get some ideas and maybe okay. do an amalgamation then of something like that for whatever concept I'm working on. So um, Instagram then, I would kind of use more for following people that are kind of in the business that um, are, you know, like, like yourselves, obviously. <laughs> um, but also, you know, like say in furniture makers, um, you know, like I think they're going to be the antiques of the future. So, yes, yeah. you know, there's a, a, a good range of fantastic Irish furniture makers like Cool Redesign. You'd have um, uh, Horizon in Cork. You'd have... Um, uh, who else? Shane Tuberty, um, Martin Gallagher. I love their pages and what they do. Yeah, um, they would be kind of my my inspiration for furniture. Just to kind of see what they come up with. Some of their stuff is amazing. Yeah, cause I I think we're lucky in the south of Ireland, especially in Munster, Cork, Kerry, that we're uh, we've got a good hub of uh, furniture designers. I think we've got some of the best. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I'd kind of follow other like artists like I'd follow and sculptors like Una Hurley, artist, Ian Pollock, sculptor, um, Andrea Flanagan, yes, yeah. Honora O'Neill. You know, I'd follow th those more more so for what's around maybe locally or in Ireland. But then I'd follow some like um, kind of more decadent um, pages. Like I love Daniel Hopwood, um, uh, his page. As I love um, this time in color. You know, they're, they're just really kind of bright and different and eclectic. And I like that. So okay. kind of, I suppose all that must impact me somewhat <laughs> and uh, create something. I don't know. Um, Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. No, that's uh, that, that's great. And as was one final question that we've touched on with some other guests in terms of mood boards. Do you work with mood boards with clients, or are you a lover or a hater of 
Um, <laughs> I, I used to work with them a lot, um, but I, I find now that um, I don't need to rely on them as much um, yeah. because of the iPad, I guess, you know, okay. I, I can kind of um, pre present the scheme. And I suppose if I'm going to a client as well, I'll have the actual fabric books. I'll have the actual um, samples myself rather than just a, t a tiny segment on a, on a mood board, you know, um, I'll have the color fans, the color deck, the color swatches with me. So um, I probably don't rely on them as much as I did. Um, however, um, I, I have um, kind of looking at some of the ones online, um, I've kind of just been doing a little bit of playing around with those and that's quite quite good as well but I, I probably don't really rely on them Thomas no okay okay yeah, yeah no that's uh that's uh that is a, a topic that we've spoken about people they're I suppose not low well they're low or not really hate yeah. but I suppose how do they use them these days because I, I uh, think I think you could spend too much time perfecting them as opposed mm. to just getting on with the actual scheme yes then actually getting the final product out there yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you yeah yeah, yeah. So, no it, it totally makes very, sense very stylized and um yeah that's yeah, totally. Um, well, that's great. I think you've shared some really good information and kind of nuggets that I think that people can take. Um, I have made some notes here um, and I've taken some things from it. So um, that's great. Um, if people want to reach out to you, um, are you happy for them to do so? And kind of where's best to find you or reach out oh, to you? Absolutely. Yeah. No. Post-pandemic um, world. <laughs> I know we, we all can't wait to get back to normality um, yeah. yeah it's going to be so strange but I'm really looking forward to it I mean it's, it's been nice to get off the treadmill in one way and just even do some some aspects of interior design that you wouldn't normally do I mean I I started doing online color consultations which I never did before you know so I was on site but it just shows you what's possible um when when a crisis happens what you can do so you know if clients do want to reach out to me um i have my website um that's Sinead cassidy design um instagram Sinead cassidy design they're probably the best too really okay yeah yeah okay that's great uh well thanks so much uh for your time this week and uh, it's it's been great Thanks very much, Thomas, for having me. And um, I'll definitely be popping into the store in Waterford once all these restrictions are uh, are lifted. Yes, and once we're if, back if, to some normality. If I remember how to drive my car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been so long since we've been out in it. I know, it's going to be strange just trying to get back to normal, but yeah. No, yeah. that'll be great. We, yeah. we look forward to it. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the chat. So thank you very much, Thomas. Thanks. Thanks, Sinead. Thank you.